due to the graphic nature of this podcast. Listener discretion is advised. Episodes may include discussion of abuse, murder, sexual assault, and other incidents that some people may find offensive. We'd advise extreme caution for children under 13. Six years had passed after the death of actress and former Miss Sri Lanka, the dazzling Ramani Bartholomews. Her tragic end in June of 1987 was ruled an accident. Yet, the individual allegedly responsible for her accident sat in court with another charge to his name. I'm Stephanie Hurft, an investigative journalist and true crime enthusiast. Every Tuesday, I'll be taking a deeper look into some of the most famous and infamous true crime mysteries that took place right here in Sri Lanka. From serial killers to love stories that ended in gruesome deaths to even exorcism and the occult. This show leaves no stone unturned in sharing the most gruesome true crime stories to come from this island we call home. Unsolved, bone chilling, murders that will have you screaming. This is Murder, She Cried, an original podcast from Paradigm. Popular Lankan actor Kamal Adarachi watched in silence as a frail and drained teenage girl took the stand. Inoka Galage was barely 17 when she met Kamal. She hailed from a rather dysfunctional family life and lived with her aunt and uncle. Yet she decided to leave home due to an issue with her uncle. Inoka packed up her belongings and went to seek refuge at a friend's house. When she found she was unwelcome there, she traveled to Kote in search of her grandmother. Inoka desperately needed help to continue her schooling. As she had no other prospects or family, she could rely on. She was looking forward to reconnecting with her family. Upon arrival at her grandmother's house, she found that it had been demolished and her grandma no longer lived in the vicinity. She inquired from the neighbors if they had an address for where she moved to but sadly had no luck. She broke down in tears and confided her problems to a neighbor passing by. This neighbor, taking pity on the young girl, gave her an address of a place where she might find a job. When Inoka reached this address, she realized that the home was unoccupied. Although she felt defeated, she decided her only hope was to search for the occupants. 
the neighbors of that compound directed her to where the former occupants now lived. Upon reaching this residence that evening, Inoka realized that the address given to her was none other than the residence of a popular actor at the time, Kamal Adarachi. She was confident he would be able to help her. Kamal was not at home at this time. His auntie who welcomed Inoka into their home, she mentioned that he had gone out but will be back at home soon. Kamal's aunt was kind to Inoka. She listened to her story and upon feeling pity for the girl, had hosted her with a meal as she waited. Kamal finally reached home at around 9 p.m. that evening. He was taken by surprise when he discovered the young schoolgirl impatiently awaiting his arrival. Inoka introduced herself and Kamal patiently listened as she vented her frustration and told him of her story, desperation and plight. Kamal listened patiently and the two had a close chat for two hours under the watchful eye of the old lady. Kamal, upon hearing her plight, promised to do all he could to help. He volunteered to finance the young girl's education and find her a home to stay in. He also gave her some money to get started. Inoka breathed a sigh of relief as her mind was finally at peace. The majority of her concerns were addressed and she was thankful that someone was willing to help her get back on her feet. As the clock struck midnight, she realized that it was getting late. It was time to go back to her friend's house. Thankfully, Kamal offered to drop her at her friend's place. She got her belongings together, thanked and said her goodbye to the older lady who had treated her with kindness. As they drove away from the house, Inoka gave Kamal directions towards her friend's house. She asked him to turn into the bend that led to her friend's road. Yet he still missed the bend. She tried to redirect him. Maybe he didn't hear her, she thought. She repeated herself, yet he didn't seem to acknowledge what she was saying. Her heart sank. Something was off. She shivered as she wondered why he didn't seem to be responding. She continued trying to get his attention, but he said that they would have to make a stop first. Ten minutes later, she looked out of her window as he pulled up to a guest house on the top of the road. 
Maybe he was getting her a place she could stay the night herself, she thought. Three hours had passed and Inoka lay paralyzed with fear on the edge of her bed. She could not comprehend what he had done to her. Was this the only reason he even agreed to help her? Her safe haven had been ripped apart. She felt used and desperate once more. She was still confused as to how the night had played out. She vigorously resisted as he pinned her down to the bed where he then forcefully had sexual intercourse with her. She had nowhere to go and no one to tell. Inoka Galage was barely 17 years old, still a minor, when she was abducted and forcibly accompanied to a guest house, pinned down and raped by 32-year-old actor Kamal Adarachi. She felt stripped of all hope, used and abused. She wept as she wondered how she was going to face what was to come. The next morning, it was 11 a.m. when she finally got dropped off at her friend Subhashini's home. Subhashini rushed to the gate as she entered, ushering her in and firing questions at her. Subhashini and her family were worried sick as Inoka had not returned to their home as promised the night before. What happened? Where were you last night? she asked. Inoka filled her friend in on Kamal's kindness, on how he had offered to finance her education. She told her that they were up all night chatting under the watchful eye of Kamal's aunt, who had provided her dinner and prepared a room for her to stay the night. Inoka was filled with shame and could not work up the courage to tell her friend what had really happened. What could come out of confiding her pain? She had gone to his home and asked for his help. How would that look in the eyes of society if she told her story? and against one of the most popular actors in Sri Lankan cinema, her heart sank. She felt as if she was at fault. She had, after all, gone to him. She replayed the scenario in her head. Was she the one who gave him mixed signals in the first place? Was she possibly at fault? Maybe she had made him feel the way she did. She shuddered, still feeling him breathe down her neck, even after she had asked him to stop. 
he had ignored her screams as he continued to pin her down against her will. Did she offer you a job? She snapped out of her daze as Subhashini stared at her, waiting for an answer. Yes, he did, she said, her mind still a million miles away. The two girls suddenly hear a loud knock on their door. Can you get that? Subhashini's father bellowed from the kitchen. Inoka opened the door to see a big burly policeman standing in its space. Was he here for her? The policeman was actually present for a matter involving Subhashini's family. Yet Inoka, upon meeting the police matron, broke down. When 17-year-old Inoka Galage went down to the police station with this officer, she told the police everything, from her circumstances at home to how 32-year-old Kamal Adarachi, a shining star in Sri Lankan cinema, had violated her, raped her, and left her. He had left behind money treating her, technically still a child, as a servant. The police acted fast. The accused had got off scot-free previously for the mysterious circumstances surrounding the death of his girlfriend Ramani Bartholomew's. Was the news around Kamal's neck finally tightening? He was finally taken into custody for questioning. During questioning, Kamal refuted the charge at first, denying all allegations of sexual intercourse. Yet upon further interrogation, Kamal gave in. He admitted that yes, he and Inoka did have sexual intercourse. Yet his story was different. He claimed to have not been aware that she was under 18 and he swore that their entanglement was consensual. She had, after all, approached him. Throughout the trial in the weeks to come, Kamal's story would continue to change its course. It all came down to who the courts believed and Kamal, though not his first stint with the law, had strength in numbers. He was, after all, one of the most popular actors in Sri Lankan cinema. The trial was draining for Inoka. Kamal's defense continued to point out that she went into the room of an unidentified house with Adarachi in the middle of the night without raising any fuss. It was his word against hers and the pendulum of justice continued to swing 50-50 in both directions. The verdict, by the end of the trial, none of these notions by the defense that Inoka had consented changed the fact that Inoka was a minor when this incident took place. 
defense to a rape charge involves consent to sexual contact. Consent involves active engagement as opposed to passive compliance. A simple submission by a minor is not enough to constitute consent. Kamal was charged with two offenses in the High Court of Colombo. He was charged in the first count with kidnapping Inoka Galage on August 25, 1983, with the intention of forcing or seducing her into having unlawful sex, a crime punishable under Section 357 of the Penal Code. After trial, the learned High Court judge, sitting without a jury, convicted Kamal on both counts. He was sentenced to serve a term of two years of rigorous imprisonment on the first count and a term of 10 years rigorous imprisonment on the second count. Both sentences to run concurrently. In addition, Kamal was ordered to pay a fine of 1 million rupees with a default term of two years of rigorous imprisonment. It was further ordered that a sum of rupees 9 million to be paid to Inoka as compensation. Yet the question still lies, was justice served? Was Kamal finally paying for his crimes? Sadly, his indictment didn't hold up too long. Kamal appealed the conviction and sentence in question, and Inoka and her plea for justice were back to square one. The events that followed proceeded in an increasingly complicated manner from that point on, culminating in the now famous judicial reprimand of Adarachi for failing to behave like a cultured man, as the situation grievously demanded, but with the assurance that the law would not be so cruel as to label him a rapist. The Court of Appeal bench made up of Justices Hector Yapa and PHK Kulatilakar ridiculed Inoka's claims. They pointed out that her claim that she did not consent to sexual intercourse was called improbable in light of the normal conduct and behaviour patterns of Sri Lankan society. The defense course pointed out that this was because Inoka went into the room of an unidentified house with Kamal in the middle of the night without raising any fuss. They pointed out that Inoka showed no signs of physical harm, negating any support for her claim that she resisted being raped. The court used the objective standard of recognized and anticipated behavior 
of women in this nation in making this declaration. Of course, this judicial reasoning was in stark contrast to the position adopted by High Court Judge Shirani Tilakavardhana, who claimed that gender stereotypes about what women should and shouldn't do, when and where, undermine the fundamental equality of men and women. It was argued that just because a woman enters a room with a male doesn't mean she is agreeing to engage in sexual activity. Although this could be considered a piece of evidence, the real question is whether she provided her consent. Kamal may be found guilty if it is demonstrated beyond a reasonable doubt that he was aware of or negligently or willfully oblivious to the fact that Inoka did not express consent. The absence of consent may be obvious through both verbal and non-verbal behavior. According to the High Court's application of this principle to the facts, a regular person with greater life experience might have reached a different decision. But Inoka, who was only 17 at the time, lost, alone and helpless, did not know how to deal with Kamal's advances. The likelihood of her account of events was not to be discredited by the simple fact that she acted in the way that she did. Sadly, the Court of Appeal rejected Inoka's version of events. Inoka had come looking for Kamal. According to two witnesses called by him, and had then acquired his current address, they testified. Additionally, it was deemed to be extremely crucial that the only thing she had with her at the time was a notebook that included the name and address of Kamal. Inoka's grandmother's location was unknown to her mother, who also gave testimony. She was unaware of any family members residing in Kote. All of this was said to corroborate the defense's claims that Inoka had actually left with the specific intent of seeing Kamal. Her failure to immediately file a complaint after experiencing what she did was seen in a similar light. However, the Court of Appeal goes on to issue strong criticisms of specific actions made by the High Court, including 
the decision of a private trial behind closed doors, which the Court of Appeal said amounted to mollycoddling Inoka. Inoka had previously provided the same evidence in a crowded court before the magistrate and was 20 years of age at the time, which is why the Court of Appeal specifically said that they should not have done this. The case was wholly debated for approximately 18 days in 2000. And on December 15, 2000, the Court of Appeal granted the appeal. They overturned the conviction and punishment and exonerated the defendant. Kamal got off scot-free yet again. In a case that was decided regarding the alleged rape of Inoka, it was determined that the circumstances suggested that if there was any sexual activity, it was done with her consent. The evidence showed that the girl left home without being forced traveled with the accused from place to place and never complained to anyone about the accused's treatment of her. The legal pendulum in the Adarachi case swung in the seven years since the incident, first decisively in favor of the victim Inoka in the sensitive issue of consent in sexual violence allegations and then decisively in favor of the defendant Kamal. Kamal was never found guilty of any of the accusations. Kamal was never found guilty of any of the accusations. Had the Court of Appeal overlooked the possibility that Kamal's initial lies would serve as confirmation of Inoka's version of events? To this day, Kamal Adarachi is yet to be held accountable for the lives of the women he ruined. So what do you think? Did Kamal really get away with murder, abduction and statutory rape? Or was he simply in the wrong place at the wrong time, twice? Thank you for listening. Tune in next week as we bring you a brand new true crime. If you like this show, follow at Paradigm Podcast on Instagram, TikTok and YouTube. Murder, She Cried, hosted by Stephanie Herft, is a Paradigm original. It's executive produced by Zeeshan Akram Jabir.
podcast cover art by Randita Philip with production assistance by Rajit Malikaspe. This episode of Murder, She Cried was researched, written and fact-checked by Stephanie Herft. To hear more from me, follow me at Steffi Herft on Instagram and TikTok. The source material for all episodes on this podcast comes from a team of researchers who use publicly available information and verified accounts from people who were alive during the said period. If you would like to get in touch, please write to info at paradigm.com.